Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we've got a question which has come up quite a lot of times from our listeners, interestingly, um, because I don't think too many people understand it, and that is money laundering. So why don't we start with what is money laundering and how does it even work? Money laundering is actually something that some criminals do to basically hide the money and make it legitimate uh, that they make from their crimes. Now, criminals need to launder money to make it hard for the police or the government to find out where the criminal got the money originally from. I see. So why can't a criminal just spend dirty money like regular, untraceable cash? Why does it have to be put in a bank or uh, even traced in the way that you described? Good question. Because if the money isn't laundered and the government starts realizing you suddenly own a mansion and a dozen Ferraris and your tax returns for the last five years say you only earn like $20,000 as a janitor, then there's going to be some serious questions about where that money came from. But couldn't you just do all of that under the radar? I mean, surely the IRS or your whatever your country's local tax agency is, um, they don't drive around looking for expensive houses or ask to see your tax reports and your cars. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, So one mechanism in the U.S. is that every time a customer deposits or withdraws over $10,000 in cash from a bank, the bank will actually report that to the government. I think it's called a SAR, Suspicious Activity Report. And so when someone deposits a whole bunch of cash on a regular basis, the government is going to kind of get suspicious and ask where you got it all from. And then, of course, the main motivation is all these big purchases, a criminal or anyone for that matter, would want to make if they suddenly had lots of cash. Every time you want to buy a house or a car, it's not simply a two-party transaction, even if it's paid for with cash. That house is the seller's until they provide the government records of the sale, and the local government records who records who owns every property so they could collect property taxes from them. Same thing with cars. So ultimately, TLDR is you could spend dirty cash, but only in much smaller amounts than anyone would like. In that case, how does money laundry actually work? How is it done? Okay, so lots of different ways, it turns out. Uh, But maybe the easiest one to ELI-5 is by using the money from illegal activities to buy, let's say, physical things. You know, things like gold and silver, uh, shares or casino chips. You know, other legitimate business activities like food or liquor stores. And then the criminal can sell those items to get the money back. And if a criminal buys and sells things many times, it's hard for the police to find out where the criminal got the original money from. So I understand the casino example that you just stated, but why do people always bring up certain types of businesses? They talk about laundromats or car washes and other uh, legit businesses where money laundering can take place. Oh yes, so this is the next level. Now, let's say a criminal makes a good amount of illicit income from selling drugs or something. And it's not just that the money they make is unclean, but that criminal can't really live that lavish lifestyle without throwing up some red flags. So like we said earlier, various authorities will ask the question, where did you get the money from? How do you buy those cars? How are you gonna pay taxes on those, etc.? So what a criminal can do is they can set up a front, such as a car wash, a laundromat, basically somewhere he or she can really fake the profits, essentially making it very difficult for authorities or the government to know If your laundromat only had 10 customers or 100 customers that day. Ah, basically they are faking their business dealings to make it seem like they have a a legit business and legit money to spend. 
Exactly. They just got a really, really popular laundromat. Now, switching gears a little bit, why are some countries like Panama or Cyprus uh, referenced as being ideal places for laundering money? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is slightly different. Uh, it comes with this peculiarity about how EU countries, the European Union countries, actually treats their citizens in regards to foreign investigations. These are investigations where one country asks another country to do uh, or extradite someone. And as with many things related to laws, there's this balance between privacy and security, right? In general, EU countries err on the side of privacy. They will not investigate their citizens at the request of foreign countries, nor will they extradite their citizens. So historically, this meant that if you were a French citizen, you could cross the border into Germany, commit some crimes, and if you made it back to France without being caught by the German police, you were essentially immune to persecution for everything that you did in Germany because France would neither investigate nor extradite you since you are properly a French citizen. But I guess this system didn't work so well when the EU was formed. Yeah, yeah. So the EU countries, they didn't necessarily abandon this blanket refusal to investigate or extradite citizens when the EU was formed. Instead, they decided to treat requests for investigation or extradition from other EU nations to be basically domestic requests. So nowadays, currently, France will extradite you to Germany regardless of whether you're a citizen of France because Germany is in the EU, so France considers Germany to be part of France for the purposes of extradition. And But let's say you're a French citizen who commits a crime in, let's say, Egypt, right? Egypt is not a member of the EU, so France considers it to be foreign and will not extradite you since you have a French citizenship. So coming back to my original question, how does this relate to Cyprus, which is in the EU, and Panama, which is outside the EU? <laughs> so let's take this one by one. Cyprus, you're right, is a member of the EU, but interestingly enough, it considers other EU states to be foreign for the purposes of responding to requests for investigation or extradition. So that is to say, if, uh, if, if Germany asks a Cyprus bank to investigate money laundering involving a Cyprus citizen, the Cyprus bank will tell Germany to, hey, go get an order from a Cyprus court. And in the end, the Cyprus court will probably refuse to grant that order because it considers Germany to be a foreign nation and this investigation concerns a Cyprus citizen. Um, and, and the EU has even less of a basis to ask you know, a non-EU country like Panama to comply with EU money laundering regulations, uh, at least to any uh, Panamanian citizens. So that's an interesting point. Does this only affect Cypriot and Panamanian citizens? And if so, then it's not really a big deal, is it? Oh, you would think. <laughs> but there's uh, one more component. Uh, both Cyprus and Panda make it pretty easy to gain citizenship. Some would even say they sell citizenships. You know, it's not unusual for a country to have a visa program that allows for someone to invest a certain amount of money in the country and then to gain permanent residency there. But certain countries have quite, quite less stringent requirements. So finally, is it true that money laundering wasn't even a crime in the United States until, I think, 1986? <laughs> only about uh, 35 years ago. <laughs> uh, well, to be tr to be clear, only kind of. Uh, yes, there was this act in 1986 called the Money Laundering Control Act of 1986 uh, that defined and made money laundering a federal crime. 
but it was still illegal, you know, before that, really. This act simply, uh, let's say, just defined the crime much better. Got it. Thank you for that. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at ELI5, the, ELI5, the podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Uh, and if you'd also be so kind as to leave us a review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate that too. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five on Reddit. And we will see you all next week.